Hello, friends. Welcome once again to everybody's favorite therapy-themed podcast. This is This Changes Everything. I'm your host, Sarah, and with me, as usual, is the man who's helped so many of us raise the bar as to what we are deserving of in relationships, Therapy Jeff. Hello. That is me. I will yeah. accept that compliment. Yes. I am... I am amazing. I'm doing God's work, basically. Yeah. Yes, I, everyone should. I can't tell me. you how often when I'm out, people will be like, oh my God, I love your podcast with Therapy Jeff. He's helped me so much to like, <laughs> I'm like, what am I? What? Chop liver. I think I, I'm like, I'm the, the uh, sidekick. That's fine. I'm fine with that. You're it okay makes sense. Me? I'm not even, you're like the supervisor, supervisee kind of relationship. This is fine. <laughs> Yeah, sure. I'm I still mean, LMFTA. I'm never going to. It's like, it seems like forever. Cheesy, crazy. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, it does take forever to like officially become licensed. I you got to get all those hours. Yeah. I know. It never ends, but it's fine. Okay, Sarah, the the audience couldn't even tell, but you were gone for a couple of weeks I was. with your little boyfriend, weren't you? Where'd yes, you go? America's boyfriend. America's like, boyfriend. I told him that. He, he really enjoyed that. <laughs> I, he was, thought that was real funny. Was nice. So now I refer to him as that. America's boyfriend. So America's boyfriend was international with me. Ooh. It was every single thing I wanted a trip to be with a partner and like we st- still had an opportunity to practice some fair fighting and to like some okay let's work on this and i had to like recognize in certain moments that one of us had to do the reparative like mm-hmm. action you know and the and, rescue like, attempt the rescue attempt thank you and uh, uh you know so i i my our episodes helped me raise my awareness in those moments to, you know, make everything go, I think, a lot smoother mm-hmm. than it even could have. And mm. it's wonderful. It was a wonderful trip. And mm. yeah, the only problem is he's a planner and I'm not a planner. Okay. So that is, and that causes some conflict sometimes or balances you out every now and yeah. then? Yeah. Well, a little bit of both. In yeah. some ways, it's so great, but, you know, like, when you're in a, a new environment, you may lean more into what makes you feel comf- comforted. And his is having more structure and being more planned. And mine is being mm. more go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And so there was like a little back and forth of like, who cares what, you know, mm. travel trip advisor says let i'm looking at that food i want to go there you know Mm -hmm. and it's like that yeah there might be he like want and it's a wonderful thing he wants to find the best place and get the the bet like and it be the like really like soak it all up and it be the best and i'm like satisfied with whatever's right in front of me and like don't show me the other options and we're all good so Mm -hmm. you know you just have to learn how to balance that out so we kind of trade it off days of of when who see. got to do which and that that's a good really way to easier. go yeah. yeah to just sort of be like well i guess you know sometimes you have to think about like who's who's freaking out a little bit more you know right. like yeah. is it so is it really important for him to have more control yeah. or is it so there's it more important like, for I'm you fine. right yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah, that's I, good. i'm like you know seafood pasta is going to be delicious at any of these stops and like he wants to make sure it's like the, and i absolutely love him for that so i can't also be angry at him for that and i always have to remind myself of that but flip side yes. to every coin and it's fine and but it was it was so different than other trips i had been on because i felt like i was able to communicate when i did want to do something my way or want to mm-hmm. you know really like no, this is what I where I'd like mm-hmm. to go today, or this is how I'm feeling about this. Like mm-hmm. it, it, we we were able to to talk in a way that that made that easy to do, and it made for a really fun trip. And no, like you know, we're mad for like an hour, and then it's like, yeah, we're fine. You know? A trip is always an international trip, especially is always such a test. For, oh, uh, and it, for a there's so many things that went wrong. Like I lost my laptop day one. Oh no! Yeah, on the plane. <laughs> Ugh. She was like, I was in a row that was right in the front. So like they, they couldn't put it, I couldn't stow anything in the seat in front of me. And it was my iPad. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, this has to get stowed up above. And that was out of my normal 
Mm, like mm-hmm. I didn't put it there, so I didn't remember. And you know, I'm traveling international, and they give you the free wine. What am I going to do? Not drink it. So, <laughs> like you know, now we got that, and I left it on the plane. I'm still in the oh. process of getting that back. So we have to like navigate the stressors of that, where I'm like running through the airport, and yeah, there are a lot of stressors that mm-hmm. a lot a lot of moments to like lash mm. out at the other person. Oh yeah, you're being tested the yeah. entire time, and yeah. Uh, and if you can like figure out a way to get through that and feel connected or at least communicate and not blow up at each other, then in the end, after you get back from a trip and look back on it, you can be like, oh my God, we learned so much. We feel even yeah. closer, more bonded, or feel more confident to go and take more trips. Yes. Yeah. We felt definitely felt like that afterwards. We couldn't wait to plan the next one and knew what we were going to do on the next one, what it was going to be, and, and learned Eli is very good at being aware of the things that uh, may influence my mood or like the, the contributing mm. factors to whatever mood I may be in. So mm-hmm. he like noticed that the thing I have the hardest time with is transitioning on those transition days, going from one hotel to the other, probably because I forget things like laptops, <laughs> you know, and like I get so stressed out in the moving like the transitioning from like is this going to be as good as the last place what if i don't like it what there's so Mm -hmm. much so i stress out about that and those days are not good and the way thing that makes me feel better is being in control so what do i do i'm the driver Mm. and that makes me feel in control and like i'm making decisions which brings down the anxiety so it took us like a day and a half to figure that one out and then we were fine I love the balance that you two created because I think Mm -hmm. that sometimes if you just look at the planner thing and the go with the flow thing, I think some people might think like, well, if you're both planners, then you're on the same page unless you're planning different things. Right. Or if you're both go with the flow, then it's real easy. But then you do nothing or you can't come up with any ideas. So if you're on different ends of the spectrum that can like meet in the middle and respect each other's preferences of how you want the energy to flow, then that's the most optimal. And the thing I I want the go with the flowers to always remember is don't confuse like, and you've talked about this, about being like the chill partner who's like Mm -hmm. super cool and doesn't care. Go with the flow and self-abandoning are like next door neighbors and Mm -hmm. you've got to be careful of what you're doing. And if you, there's a feeling, there's a feeling that you'll have of like, yeah disappointment or regret or sadness you got to label it yourself and find out what that feeling feels like for you to know when you are saying when when you're saying yeah sure that sounds fine and really mean it or when you're saying yeah sure that sounds fine and really want to do something else yeah for me i figure that out by if i say yeah that's fine but i don't really mean it um I start to resent my partner because I start thinking like, yeah, I said that I'm fine, but they should know that I'm not actually that fucking fine. There's, they should have like understood the tone right. or that I wasn't super excited. So they should be mind readers. Yeah. 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 And so that if I start resenting them for that, um, I'm like, okay, I'm going, I'm being a little too chill. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like setting up situations so that in the future, uh, if they ask me to do something that I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And I might, might be more passive aggressive and they're still not going to notice that it's a whole fucking pattern. Yeah. It's no good. Okay. Well, before we dive in anymore, let's take a moment and talk about something that you and I were both talking about before we even started the show, which is how many of our sponsors we like absolutely love and use like on the regular. And mm-hmm. there's one that I love. I mean, I don't want to say it's like my favorite, but I love anything that's going to save me money. Hello, this is my favorite, favorite, favorite sponsor of all time. I have saved so much and I use this so much. I'm talking about no other than Rocket Money. Mm -hmm. This is the personal finance app that like, you know, the whole thing that we've talked about a whole bunch on here is like it helps you manage the unwanted subscriptions, which, you know, we all have and those things pile up. That's like not, that's like the, the extra bonus you know, like mm-hmm. it's so great. But on top of that, it feels in a way like it's it's gamified 
like mm. my own finances. So I become excited to like compete with last month's version of me in like mm. how much I saved because it tracks my spending. It categorizes everything. It does all the work for me. It's like, I don't know, using all that AI stuff for like good, not evil and to help <laughs> me save money. And I have saved so much and I want you guys to save too. Yeah. Yeah. We want you to save. And it, it's weird. There's, it feels like, so, you know, the, like the writer's strike and the actor's strike yeah. is yeah. going on. It feels like I'm almost kind of like supporting them because rocket money was like, Hey, you're still paying for peacock app, even oh. though I don't watch the peacock app because I'm not watching Seth Meyers every morning. Well, okay. There you go. You got to get, so it. They're like, hey, get rid of that. So rocket money. They haven't come out and said this, but it feels like energetically they're mm -hmm. supporting the actors and there the writers, go. making they're sure supporting that those, your lifestyle and what's in yeah. line with your wants and needs. There you uh, go. Making sure those big streamers don't get any more money from me because they shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. God, we love Rocket Money. They find all the little things that we're not paying attention to mm -hmm. and ask us if they want to, if they want to like cancel it for us so that we don't even have to do the dirty work. They, they do the canceling so that we don't yes. have to like hang on the phone forever. That's so true. Mm -hmm. So stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash TCE. That's rocketmoney.com slash TCE, rocketmoney.com slash TCE. You get to support me and Sarah and the and writers your and actors. Pocketbook. And your pocketbook. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bank account. Yeah. Okay. So yes, that now I think we did a good job of just like taking a lot of the the things that, you know, I've I've picked up from our show and just from like, you know, experience of being in a healthy relationship and and like how I want to do things from here on out and really apply that and like Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a great trip next time. Good for you, too. Yeah, I mean, it was, was a great trip this time. It was like 10 out of 10. It was wonderful. It will be so many good trips forever for the rest of your life together, yeah. basically. Oh, yeah. no pressure, Eli. No worries. Yeah, I did not take a trip. I stayed at home. But I watched your trip on Instagram, and it was oh. exciting to follow. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank Very you. Very good posts. Yeah. Thank you. I, I We made a huge mistake, which was... Uh -huh. Going out to the clubs in Europe before midnight. <laughs> <I saw that. laughs> like, who knew? We went out there at 1030 thinking that we were going to like, the DJ was going to go right on because it's so late. No, they told us the DJ didn't get there till 130 in the morning. So we waited around till about then. And then when he still didn't come on at 130, I'm like, mama's got to go to bed. Yeah. It was not Why for me. Why even open the club if like, if no one's there? I no mean, well, I, it. It didn't look very open at 1030. They didn't no. even have, they weren't even able to pour us alcohol because the key that they needed to open up, like the <laughs> locks on the bottles hadn't even arrived yet. Because they're like, nobody's going to come at this time except wow. the middle-aged Americans. Yeah. <laughs> Losers. Like, yeah, loser. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I learned that Euro clubs are all about just taking selfies and, and Snapchatting the whole time. It just feels oh, really? like a photo shoot when you're there. I'm like, nobody's dancing everybody's huh. taking pictures it was very Weird. bizarre yeah okay. yeah that's strange yeah i don't know this is like a, a hashtag not all nightclubs thing but it felt like i was like i that this is i this this wasn't like when i was a kid uh-huh so yeah i saw that post and then i asked my friends when was the last time you went to a club and i couldn't even remember the last time i went like, to a club that? to go dancing yeah right but, you know, we were, like, in the moment. We were trying to, you know. You got to go for it. Yeah, just go for, for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know. Uh, well, let's let's talk about what we're talking about today. I made a little, yes. I made a post on social media, and I thought this was a good one for you and I to just go for it. Also, warning, I mean, I think that you and I, Sarah, mm -hmm. have, I'm not sure if we've ever really disagreed but mm -hmm. maybe we all like sort of disagree or at least have different perspectives possibly mm -hmm. on some of these points. But this episode is going to be about uh, things that society makes a really big deal about, but really doesn't have to be that important maybe. Totally. And that you can be happy and satisfied and very well adjusted if you never quote unquote achieve these things. I will tell you, I have read through these things or listened through these things and have a little list here. <laughs> 
And post my or, or pre trip to Europe, I may have fought oh. you a little more, but you know, I mm-hmm. I got a lot of of perspective and and wow, it's a very know, understanding on, on yeah. So uh-huh. you know, I I'm I think that that I'm with you on a lot of these. So let's dive right in. Well, also I like. I might disagree with myself too, because there's, <laughs> there's no really like right answer here. And it yeah. depends on how you mm-hmm. each individually want to define it. Mm-hmm. So we'll try to look at all the sides. Yeah. We'll and I think the bigger that. point is just looking at that theme, that messages that we are sent, things that society tells you, you have to do, or, uh, you know, it's almost like, uh, as Virginia Satir says, uh, shooting all over the place. Mm-hmm. You should, 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 should do this, should do that, you know, or shouldn't do this. So those kind of messages, if there are, uh, uh, you know, those, those everybody that like one size fits all, this is the, the recipe for mm-hmm. a good life. Maybe take a moment to think like, what's a good life for me? Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, let's get into it then. The first yes. one is... Society tells us that it's incredibly important to discover your purpose in life. And I mean, I get it. I understand. I think I was, I was talking to, I was at, I was doing my fitness. I'm like, mm-hmm. a, you know, a regular at Orange Theory now, basically yes. teaching all the classes. I'm so Getting popular. all those points. I'm getting so many splat points. I am fucking huge. I, you can't see it, listeners, but I don't even fit on the screen. My muscles <laughs> are disgustingly big. Pump club. Yeah, yes. yeah. Um, and I was talking. And I was like, you know, I was thinking about making this post, and maybe, maybe we don't always, we don't all have to like find our purpose in life. And this is one that I got a bunch of um, like critical feedback on, being like, well, you know what? Actually, I think it is important to find your purpose and to find your meaning in life because that is the thing that will guide you. And they're all like, you know what? Jeff, you also, you you found your purpose in life, and isn't that wonderful? Isn't that nice mm-hmm. for you? I was like, yeah, I guess I, I guess I have found maybe my purpose in life, but I don't think okay. that it's necessary for every single person to find their purpose in order to be happy. What do you I think? think what we have to do first is is you know what I, I like to say often is define our terms, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people uh, confuse purpose in life with your your job in life must mm-hmm. provide that mm-hmm. feeling of purpose. Mm-hmm. And when I look at that, like, what if we instead discovered the purpose in life? Mm-hmm. You know so what that's I mean? like it's divorced from anything that you should be doing. Correct. Just your like, individual purpose. Yeah. If your purpose is to, I don't know, go to like follow a baseball team to all of their games and that's what you really want to do and you're passionate about that and you need to do a regular job like that you're not passionate about and you don't find it doesn't bring you like all this like purposeful like fulfillment Mm -hmm. but it supports the thing that you are passionate about Mm -hmm. that's great that is that's, great. Yeah. I think I that's what that. we're doing is that that people think that the purpose has to come from our job. Mm-hmm. And our job instead can support the thing that we enjoy or that that creates like a deeper meaning in right. life. The job can just be a means to earn money in order yeah. to have free time or be able to travel or do whatever you need to do in order to find that purpose or meaning. But divorce, like, yes, I think we both agree on that. And I think mm-hmm. most people would agree on that too, even though society tells us that like, ideally you should find your passion in your work or what do they say? You, you'll never work a day in your life if you right. do the thing you love or some bullshit yeah. like that. And but like work some people just, just be, have to work. Like, yes, yeah, earn that money. Do yeah. your thing. Your passions yeah. can be experienced. Your purpose can be experienced outside of your nine to five or whatever yeah. it is. However, what about if somebody's just like, I don't even know what my purpose is. And is that okay? Even absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's oh okay. Oh my too. gosh. Absolutely. I think, and, and because again, how would you define purpose? I don't know. <laughs> 
think it's a it's hard a good thing question. to define. It's almost individual. <laughs> and I bet if you asked people, this is like one of the things I love to do with clients of like, mm. okay, what does that mean to you? And then when they give you a list of if, if we could come up right here with the list of like, okay, what something that gives you purpose, what uh, makes you excited, uh, uh, connects you with others, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, makes the not so good day a little better, those kind of things. We can match maybe something else in, in your life to something that provides those things. Mm-hmm. And let's keep putting energy into that. Yeah, exactly. You could break it down like that. Uh, I think that finding your purpose, it also does f- feel a little bit self-helpy. I think there's probably a lot of mm-hmm. books out there, how to find your meaning, how to find your purpose. And it can work as a guiding light. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't have to be a bad right. thing, right? Obviously, it's maybe defining yeah. what matters most to you, defining your values, right? What do you think? I love this conversation. I could talk about this all day because then <laughs> I get into, okay, like to what ends? Like, okay, you find your purpose and then... Like sometimes I like to think of if if you didn't have that feeling of what's my purpose or I haven't found my purpose, what would that mean? So like what role, how what function does that I haven't found my purpose yet serve? Like I had this conversation, I remember uh when I graduated grad school with some of my uh, the women in my cohort, where we had just like finished this big thing and checked the box, but there wasn't this feeling of like satisfaction or mm. like, you know, whew, we're done. Like it was like, okay, what's next? And there was almost this feeling of like being upset at ourselves mm. of like, well, we just did this thing that we thought like, if we get here, then we're going to feel like, oh, I did it, made it to that top of the hill. But it's almost like there are those like blind peaks, you know, where you just mm-hmm. like, keep or false peaks or whatever they are, they're called where like you, you think you're at the top of the mountain and really it's just like a, another mountain right behind it. But if you didn't have that feeling, then maybe it would mean you were, I don't know, you'd be bored and complacent or, or not motivated to try new things. And is it really that bad discovering, I haven't discovered my life's purpose could be reframed as I'm still curious about a lot of things. Okay, well, all these points may deb- be debatable. But I'll tell you one thing that's not debatable. Mm-hmm. That is getting like the nutrition that you need for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I don't know if you're like me, but I like to use the excuse of, I don't have any time. There's no time. I, do- I can't cook a full meal. I need things to be like so easy or I need somebody to make it for me. And, you know, sometimes I don't have that option. Uh, so I have to use something that will help me out and support like me being able to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which sounds like so basic, but I need help like that. And luckily I have daily harvest that does just that. Yeah. Sarah, we are all like you. (laughs) And especially during the summer. That's very good. See, you always, you you always do that. Validating. So validating, Uh you know, because sometimes I feel like what you can't even like remember to have lunch. Yeah. That's the thing is I have so much stuff going on and like you and Rocket Money, how it seems like maybe you play favorites with Rocket Money. I play oh, favorites with Daily you do. Harvest. You that love shit, your smoothies. It is always in my freezer. Yeah. I Whenever I want to have a smoothie that fills me up and tastes really good, I go for it. If ever I'm like in a pinch between clients and only have 10 minutes, I can make something in three minutes with Daily yes. Harvest from my freezer by just like heating it up a little bit. And they like – they freeze the food at the exact right time where it's like the most ripe and the most nutritious and the most tasty. I don't know why everybody isn't like eating daily harvest for every meal. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah. And the good stuff. And yeah. again, all like, I always uh, heard you want to eat like a, a range of colors on your plate. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I open up like the daily harvest movies or like the, bo- the bowls, I'm like, checking all the boxes. These are every color. I feel like so healthy and <laughs> it fills me up. It's great. So whether you want to start a day with like a smoothie or with me, like the forager bowls, I love that. They have like even an apple cinnamon forager bowl. Um, Delicious. Daily Harvest has a whole bunch of options so you can like start your morning off right. It's beautiful. And we all deserve easy mornings. Let Daily Harvest give you one less thing to worry about. Go to dailyharvest.com slash TCE to get up to $65 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com. Dot com slash TCE for up to $65 off your first box, dailyharvest.com slash TCE. Do you think that you've discovered your life purpose, Sarah? 
You really got to think about it. <laughs> yeah, because every time I say that, I've I've had I've always had that feeling like I've had this feeling of like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because mm. it almost feels like I'm I'm you know not to get too like hippity dippity but I feel like I I the universe is almost like provided me these like you know when you go like bowling with a little kid and they have those bumpers mm-hmm. that they inflate so they don't get any gutter balls mm-hmm. feels like like sometimes I I I just can feel the way I get like tapped into like what I should mm. do with like a little bump, a little nudge to like keep me from like on mm-hmm. course or keep me on track. And I, I kind of feel like when I'm in line with that and I think at so many stages of my life, I would have say, would say, yeah, like this is, I feel very purposeful in what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but that purpose is, is, I don't know, expanding or growing or not. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've reached that yet hmm. or know what it is. Yeah. But it I think feels that... purposeful, which <laughs> feels fulfilling. It seems like you're, you're leading a purposeful life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. it's funny when I, you know, when somebody asks you and you can think about this too, listener, like, what is your purpose? It's hard to define. It might feel like there's some sort of vague purpose. And I think for me that my purpose, if I have a purpose, sometimes oh, it feels yeah. like I don't, but sometimes it changes. From and it changes, it changes based on like how I'm feeling that day or the developmental stage that I'm in or my relationship with my parents or something. There's so many things that influence it. And so it's also like if you're going to have a purpose, fine, that's great. We love that for you. And it, it could change. It yeah. can change based on the generation that you're in or the stage that you're in. Right. Yeah. And even when you say that, like discovering your purpose in life sounds almost like like who how privileged that you get the freedom and to discover your purpose in life sure. but what's your purpose sounds it's like the same question but sounds useful and sounds more like i have like a different answer to that in a way like i can think about my impact on others and if i were to think of when you said like what's your purpose i thought about uh being open and discussing my past and my experience of being a survivor of childhood sexual abuse on the real world. And mm-hmm. I was the first person on reality television to mm-hmm. talk about that on mm-hmm. a, like a reality show. And uh, I got so much, uh, I, I'm still getting messages from people who say that that impacted mm-hmm. them. So that in a way, when you say like felt like my purpose in, in, that moment was to be that person who made it okay for other people to talk about that. And was that something that just sort of, was that planned out of, I'm going to talk about this? And uh, it was something that I think I never, st- I, I couldn't not talk about. Mm. Like I, I recognize like the injustices and even like the, and the, the like secondary victimization from like the, the police and, and everything. Mm-hmm. It was just, how the system is is broken to help survivors and to support them and i couldn't not talk about it so mm-hmm. i knew mm-hmm. i was always going to do that but i didn't know it would play out the way that it did and or it would be something that i would be so open talking about or that there would be yeah. such a big uh, uh like reaction to from sure viewers yeah. So, so yeah, like that, that like purpose, purpose was sort of, you know, like that, that came out of you, you know, yeah. that just sort of like manifested out of you. And then you felt like this, that had a lot of meaning. You were, you saw that that was doing a lot of good and creating conversation and mm-hmm. people were uh, connecting with you and feeling validated in their experience. Um, so it sounds like that kind of purpose was, it wasn't, it wasn't really deliberate, yeah. I think, but right it took on a life of its own and it really defined you in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes purpose can find you or sometimes you go out to find purpose. Right. And who's to say what time in your life or what part of your life you're going to do that in. You Mm -hmm. can have that it it, as somebody who's 80 years old or eight years old, you know, Mm -hmm. and have that 
experience or so. Yeah. But I think you also make a good point that we shouldn't skip over that it is a privilege sometimes to like really think of what is my purpose? What do I want to do? How do I want to focus my, you know, because uh, if you're somebody that's just trying to get your basic needs met and yeah. uh, struggling with living in this world, then it's uh, you're not always thinking about what your purpose is and you're just trying to get by. Yeah. And um, in that way, I could say your purpose is maybe to model to somebody else something that you maybe you didn't see in the effort that you put forward to surviving and. Mm hmm making the decisions you're making. Yeah. yeah. I think since we're both therapists, it's hard for us not to see the purpose in things or like even yeah. life lessons or something like that. So we started out this one being like, it's okay. You don't have to have purpose. And we're like, but you know what? But everybody <laughs> has purpose. That's exactly what we're just saying. It's okay. That if you don't feel like you've, you have it yet. Like, sure. These are it's sometimes okay if you don't the, have it yet. the it changes. Like the opposite of that, of like you don't have a purpose, sometimes are the things that make us feel like we're failing as a person, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And this is almost like a list of things that maybe, I don't know, messages, messages we get that tell us we're failing as a person and why we shouldn't listen to them. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. There was, I, uh, There was one time I got into like a really big fight with my sister and to hurt her feelings, I said, you have absolutely no purpose in life. You're (gasps) pathetic. So it's a really good way to make someone feel bad about themselves. I do not recommend it unless you're in a fight with one of your siblings and you just want to put that toothpaste back in the tube. (laughs) Yowzer. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad, but it's such a good burn. You know what I mean? So careful about that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second one is uh, society makes you feel like you really need to find your forever person. And that's not the case, right? Not one little bit. Even just thinking that one person is the, like, it's wonderful if a relationship is able to grow together and they are able to... uh, know evolve and change at a a rate and like stay together but Mm -hmm. sometimes that isn't the case and what you needed in one phase of your life might not what be what you needed in another and if you also want to be somebody who's by yourself Mm -hmm. that is totally fine and really okay yeah, it's very punk rock if you just want to like yes. do your own thing and not be attached to anybody. Mm-hmm. I think I it just might be like the the TikTok that I'm in and and that what the algorithm's feeding <laughs> sure. me, but I get a lot of cool ant material of like cool single ant that like you know gives maybe like inappropriate Christmas <laughs> gifts and will like overshare of what mom or dad did when they were younger and but that's a lot of what i get and and so yeah i'm i'm i feel like there's i'm getting a lot of messages of this is fine do that that's the cool like Mm -hmm. that's the lifestyle i'm not on that side of tiktok but i wish i was on that side of tiktok (laughs) it sounds very sweet and very uplifting and normalizing uh and and you could also you might find your forever person and then be single and find another forever person and another forever person. Like, and they're not yeah. actually your forever people. They're just right. your, your people. And and sometimes you have three or four or five very important long-term relationships yes. where you're going from one relationship to the next. And it's hard because some, you know, society is also going to tell you that if you end a long-term relationship or if you get a divorce, then you're a failure and there's something yeah. wrong with you. There's also the, this fucking, it's fucking bullshit. Like I, I hate that shit. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm kind of, Agreed. it's my own, it's my own shit too, because I was married and uh, for eight years or so. And then the relationship ended and I look back on that relationship and so does my ex-wife. And just like, Oh, it's so lovely that we had each other and made a lot of sense. We grew in different ways. Like you were talking about Sarah, how you can, mm-hmm. sometimes you just can't predict that you're going to grow in different ways and that's okay. But so I'm writing a book and I got mm-hmm. this, I have this, uh, publisher 
and I interviewed a bunch of publishers and they all, there was this auction of like, oh, we want Therapy Jeff's book. And I was like, yes, you do. I'm amazing. That's <laughs> such important things to say. And in every one of these like interviews, in the nine different interviews I had with the publishers where I had the power, where I was the one who was just like, you want me, I get to yeah. choose here. I told them, okay, I'm writing this book about dating and relationships and the co-writer is my ex-wife. So mm -hmm. she's going to have this interesting perspective and sometimes me and her are going to have this like fun little banter in the book here and there. It's going to be great. And also great. my ex-wife is an actual writer. She's written novels. I'm not an actual, like I'm a TikTok writer, which is not a thing. Uh, it's a thing, but not for like real books. So me and Kate have worked really well together when we've written stuff uh, in the past. And every single one of those fucking publishers was like, oh, cool. Interesting. Huh? Well, maybe how does Kate really have to do this? Because if we, if your ex-wife is on the page with you, is on like the book cover with you, that's not a good look. And it's going to make you look like you're a bad person. Relationship terrible. And I was like, Get they're the fuck saying out that of you're here. failing at a relationship. They're they're labeling your relationship a failure mm -hmm. because of their idea of yeah, because of their like, old uh, fucking how, antiquated bullshit yes, idea, like an expiration date on like that. Yeah, I come on, that's yeah. some bullshit. That is some bullshit. And you would hope that like the publishing world, they're all in New York, they're all progressive, they all know what's up. But they're also like, well, the bottom line is the bottom line. We want to make as much money off of you as we possibly can. And if you have your ex-wife in there, then it might look like and be a bad look or something. And it's just like, this is I a great it's a fucking great look. look. It's, it's a, a great good, look. And models. also a lot of the people who want that advice are people who are divorced. Yeah. And nor it's like, I, I didn't do this in the relationship before. I want things to be different now. Let's mm -hmm. get come yeah. no no yeah. no no yeah so send them my way do i have to <laughs> talk to them you do i'll send them your way i'll, I'll no, tell them what's up okay well before we go on to our next uh topic uh let's take a moment to talk again about one of our favorite sponsors and that is HelloFresh. you know i talk all the time about how just like you know, my ADHD brain makes it really hard for me to do things as simple as like grocery shop. Like mm -hmm. I, I, oh my God, I can go in there and I can become so overwhelmed. I need so much structure and I can't add that to my to-do list. So I need a meal prep like system and kit that is going to deliver amazing, like a variety of meals in no food waste, mm -hmm. like uh, uh, already like pre, you know, packaged and like, like divided mm -hmm. out. I know exactly what bag to grab to make the meal. They make it so easy. Maybe you're somebody who even used like green chef in, in the past. This is like, you know, a way to kind of mix it up and try a few different more meals. And they're always inspiring me with new recipes and new, like delicious dishes to try. Mm, I love it. I feel like this this is like so supportive of the kind of person I want to be. Not only that, it's supportive of the kind of relationship that you want to be because they it takes out the dreaded like what do you want to eat for dinner? Oh, what do you want? Like yes. the, the back and forth bullshit of like I don't Such even know what to eat for, which I hate, which is a conversation you have every fucking night. Right. But with HelloFresh, you do not have to worry about that. And you and your partner or partners, if you're poly and open, all of your partners can get into the kitchen and make this together. It is a bonding experience to make food and then eat it together. This is so true. It's hot. It checks it's sexy. a lot of boxes. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Exactly. Uh, we love it. And the food tastes great. The food tastes yeah. great. And it's like really, it's really yummy. It tastes really filling and really healthy. And they we like do a variety. It. And then what I like to do is I always save the recipes. And then mm -hmm. that is what I use to inspire future grocery shopping trips. You know. exactly. exactly and when i wanted like to repeat the same recipe it's the it. gift that keeps on giving yes. so go to hellofresh.com slash tce50 and use the code tce50 for 50 percent off plus free shipping you can go to hellofresh.com slash tce50 use the code tce50 for 50 percent off free shipping uh we love it it's america's number one meal kit yeah. and you you also like if you get it then you're supporting me and sarah and we love to see that as well yes thank you mm -hmm. 
society has not really evolved. And this has been like getting like banged into our head ever since we were kids of finding your favorite, whether it's Hollywood or Disney or books or uh, the Bible, the the book, the Bible. Yeah. yeah, So we're getting these messages of like what it means. You have to be like a, Mm -hmm. your only value is if you're right, you know, yeah, and that like longevity means that you're in a good relationship. That's also bullshit too. So if you do find your forever person and that's something that you want to find, then that's great. We love that yeah. for you. Like high yeah. five. Uh, but if you don't, that doesn't mean that you're a loser. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It, it, and if you don't, if you don't want to find your forever person, you just want to like mess around because you're a little playboy. Then okay, mess around. Sure, go for yeah, it. Yeah, I like thinking. You know, for all those people, like I hate being alone. Don't think about it as being alone. It's I'm with myself. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody whose company we should enjoy more than mm-hmm. our own. Your forever person is you. you yes. Found them. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. So like, and, and you know, I, I was really bad at, at, you know, doing, and I still am, I'm working on this, doing things to like give myself permission to like take care of myself in the same way I would take care of others. So I worked with a therapist before who would, who said, well, pretend like you are with like a a carbon copy of yourself, like a duplicate of yourself. And, and yeah, the clone thing. And it's like, how old am I? Carbon copy. I was like, my therapist was like 78. So that makes sense that like, she's probably gonna be like, I was 65. She's younger than that. So yeah. So she, you know, uh, uh, yeah, so a clone of you uh-huh. Uh-huh. and how you would treat like and imagine it's like your your best friend or like this like person you really care about and like you'd use like the special coffee cup with like the you know good mm. like nice little tea sauce or whatever you'd like not like you know get a real bowl instead of the Tupperware container like whatever it is those little things that just like make you feel better and like taking the time to almost like date yourself can feel so good and so rewarding. And also, so you know, good. if in the long run you want to be with a partner, shows another person how you should be treated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because they will treat you exactly how you treat yourself. There you go. Ugh, if I could, if my forever person was an actual clone of me, I'd be so happy. Yeah. You think I you could date you? Them. Ooh, this is a fun oh game God. to play. Yes. Yeah. You think if- so? I could, I would date me. I I'd would have drive so much myself fun. crazy. <laughs> we would be broken okay. up with 24 hours. Ugh, 24 hours. You don't yeah, think it would be I like hot and passionate and fun? No. You'd like totally understand each other so no. well. No. <laughs> no. I'm going to do a lot of that passive aggressive mind reading stuff that I want them. To, and then we're both going to be in that. And it'll be just like be a stalemate of like petty, like. Interesting. Nobody's backing down. Huh. Okay, yeah, I'm the complete opposite. Or there'd be so many tears. Oh, <laughs> we would just cry, like emotional, like, or like never get out of bed, never get anything done. Like, huh. that, nothing is going to get done. No. Yeah, I'm. that's not me. I would, I would dump whoever I was with if my real clone <laughs> was just like, hey, I'm here, let's do this. I'm like, fuck it, let's do this, you and me, babe. You know? What do you think your biggest problem would be? Honestly, the biggest problem would the biggest problem would be that we have no problems, and that everyone <laughs> is jealous of us, and no, we have no friends because they're just like this is like the shining example of what love is. Oh so my gosh! We might be like a little lonely as a couple, but it doesn't matter because we have each other. And then if we're okay. really lonely, we'll just do another clone. We'll do be another clone. This is this is multiplicity. This, I, this, <laughs> what could go wrong? Nothing. It was five for Michael nothing. Keaton. That's mm-hmm. a great movie, by the way, if you have not seen classic. that. Classic. It's a classic. Classic. I'm not God, sure I love that movie. if our audience remembers multiplicity, but. I think that's a good question. <laughs> Who is our audience? I, I wonder if they're our age or younger. I think maybe younger. Just if you're our audience, let us know. Send yes. slide into our DMs and let us know if you know yes. about that movie, Multiplicity. Yes. yes. Okay. Number three. We're moving on. <laughs> Um, speaking you, of multiplying, yes, exactly. Uh, society is telling you, and so many other people are telling you that it's really important that you have children, but you know what? That is fucking mm-hmm. bullshit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know what? The studies agree. The studies agree. That is important. So, you know, a lot of people will say like, oh, well, 
it if you have children then you report you are less happy you know day to day but reflectively and looking back there's like higher levels of satisfaction mm-hmm. but when you look at the variables or the things that can that are, uh, I don't know, go into that and 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 cause for that, uh, it's not having the kids, but it's fi- having a a having life having purpose and meaning. That mm. having kids gives a deeper sense of meaning and like purpose mm-hmm. in life, kind of like what we talked about in the beginning. And but you do not have to have children to accomplish that goal. Yeah. Oftentimes people who are teachers or therapists feel like Mm -hmm. they're already having an impact and creating meaning by impacting somebody else in a positive way. So that itch is scratched and there isn't as, you know, this isn't always the case, but you see this sometimes. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and, you know, just for the record, I have I'm not planning on having kids. I don't want to have kids. I'm excited about not having kids. So I am biased. Uh, And this was, I think this was something that I figured out when I was around 24, 25. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. I don't want to have kids. And Mm -hmm. part of it was when I was 24, 25, it was like, I'm selfishly not wanting to give so much attention to another human. I'd rather just do whatever the fuck I want to do. Um, and that still tracks <laughs> for yeah. me now. Um, but it's also, I have so much joy and I do so many things and I have like such a great community and I don't yeah, want anything to get in the way. And like you're saying, there are a bunch of studies out there that say that the most stressful time in anybody's life is when they like the first year of having a baby and it impacts your relationship like crazy, like expect to have a very difficult time after you have a kid. And also what, I mean, it, I think I might be a good parent. Who knows if I actually would be, but even if I was a really good parent, you're still going to fuck up that kid. Like (laughs) the kid is going to resent you for different things, you know, so much. Yeah. And I don't, I want to define my purpose. If I want to have a purpose, I want to be the one that defines. I don't want some bratty little snot nosed kid to be the one that like defines my meaning and what's the most important, because I probably would be like, Oh God, like the most important thing is making sure that this kid is happy and well-developed and having a good time. And now I can't concentrate on myself a hundred percent of the time. I sound very selfish and I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. That's, I think that's, it's okay. If you do, and it's okay. It like, Mm -hmm. that's okay to feel Mm -hmm. like that. Like the person that we should prioritize is ourselves and uh, people are like that's a crazy thought really is it though all right well before we dive into our next subject let's take a moment to talk about something that is so important and that's getting good night's sleep and you know what helps me rest my head on the pillow super easy and get a good night's sleep is knowing that the pillow that i'm resting my head on isn't filled with disgusting bacteria and gross stuff and once i read that like your mattress like it, it doubles in size in, I can't remember how many years, because of skin cells and disgusting stuff on it. So let's use some of the technology that we have to like, I don't know, maybe not have disgusting bed sheets. And I'm talking about amazing bed sheets from Miracle Made. Yes, that is right. You do not want to make wake up on bacteria-filled sheets. And thank goodness we have sheets inspired by NASA They use silver-infused fabrics and also, like, bacteria side, this also helps with temperature regulating. I have friends who are like, I've shared hotel rooms with them, and they get very mad at me because I like a hot hotel room. No, this is for, like, you people who like nice, cool bed sheets at night, and it feels so lovely and wonderful. That is exactly what Miracle Made sheets do. They keep you cool. Self-cooling properties for better quality sleep. And I love anything that's inspired by, by NASA. So... Uh, upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made and go to trymiracle.com slash TCE and use code TCE to claim your free three-piece towel set. Save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash TCE and treat yourself. Oh my God, new towels that have this, like, ugh, towels are disgusting. You probably need new ones and you get those for free. So here you go. Enjoy. All right, back to the show. It's hmm. so weird. After being on vacation, my desire to have kids went up. Oh, Yeah. Even watch out for that shit. Like, 
<laughs> the more connected you get with somebody, I experienced this after I got married. I got married, everything was great, and I was like, should we have a kid? Like, I, yeah. it was weird. It was just like came I'm out like, of nowhere. It just felt like I just, I want to feel so, so close. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like it wouldn't. I'm lo- also looking at oh all God, these parents so traveling with kids, and I'm like, oof. <laughs> like, could not have our ex- same experience like that. Nope. And like, oh man, I there was one moment where you know we're in the lounge and waiting for our plane, and this is like you know the business class, like international, like mm-hmm. nice lounge. Mm-hmm. The rules are like no screaming children. Be fucking cool. Yeah. Right. Be cool. <laughs> and we're all just trying to catch a buzz. Come on now. And the, the, this family comes in and this child is like two or three is throwing a two or three year old full blown temper tantrum. Cause this is, you know, a early flight, whatevs. And it's like, mom is the default one who's got to deal with it. And she's got to go outside the lounge and dad's like enjoying his beer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. If that's me, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, I have multiple podcast episodes I could do on that subject. Oh, yeah. Please. Like, so I like, oh, I don't know if I could handle that, that the rage that I would be filled with if, if it was like just on me, just, I was the default, which women are. And, you know, mm-hmm. so often oh it's my like, God, such bullshit. Oh, going to murder someone. So, oh yeah. God, I know. And mm-hmm. you got to wonder, like, you know, when you ask people that have had kids, are you happy that you had kids? There's a part of them, maybe a big part of them that has to tell themselves that they're happy mm-hmm. and that it's provided mm-hmm. really great meaning and purpose. Because if you're just like, no, I, I, I regret having a kid, then you feel like a horrible parent. And then you're shamed by society for being a horrible parent. I'm shaming you for being a horrible parent because <laughs> I'm not even a parent. I shouldn't be doing that, but I am doing that. So it's it's a real uh, – there's there, like you said, there's no stuffing that back into the toothpaste. Like mm, right, yes. You have yeah. that kid. It's going to affect you for the rest of your life. And it's okay, you know, if if – you find meaning in other places. And mm-hmm. I think, I think this, this is going, people are trending. The next generation is, is not as keen to rush into procreating. No. no yeah. I really do feel like the, the vibe I get from like high schoolers is like, have you seen this world? Like, <laughs> We're trying to figure out how to get rid of plastic, not create more shit. Well, like, that's the thing, too, is that it, you can kind of lean into the ethical dilemma. Yeah, that's of, mo- you have a kid. what my brother says, too. He's like, I, I can't do that. Look at what it does. Right. Yeah. In this economy? No. <laughs> so right. it can feel like it's a very selfish decision. And I think maybe inherently it is a selfish decision when it comes down to it. And even no judgment, right. although lots of judgment. But it, I, I think that, like, it's just uh, you got to kind of, well, I'm not going to go down that road. The, the problem is, is that I can get real weird and nasty about kids. And I know that that's coming from my own, like, family bullshit, where my family's just like, why don't you want to have kids? What is wrong with mm. you that you don't want to have kids? So it's really me talking to my family. You got to get extra defensive. I get, yeah, I get real defensive. Yes. Um, That being said, if you decided to have a kid, then we love that. That's great. I'm sure uh, hopefully you're having a great time and the kid is happy too. And and it does provide a lot of purpose and beautiful meaning. And there's the whole thing of, you know, you're never like, that is a very specific love to like love your kid. And I'm not going to experience that love, which I'm totally fucking fine with, but I do want to experience all the things I can experience. Well, that's not true. There are some, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't want to experience everything. But it would be interesting to experience what it feels like to love your child. Like, I am interested in that. And that sounds kind of cool. Not cool enough to actually do it. Yeah. But I'm a when little I was, jealous. I was a nanny for a long time. And there, there was nothing that made my heart just like swell up more or make me want to be a parent more than when their mom would come home and ring the doorbell and they would go, mm-hmm. mom. And they were like, so stoked to see her. I'm like, that mm-hmm. would make any bad day. Uh, it's like, think, I mean, when you come home to a dog that's excited to see her, I'm like, sure. Oh my God, I, I'm the yeah. best. But like this thing talks and looks like you too, please. Mm-hmm. I'll die. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the cutest thing in the world. But I know. Also, there's good things oof, about Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I should say that our producer Andrea, did you see what she left us in the chat? She said, "I remember multiplicity more than anything else in my life." <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See, it's a great. It's a classic. And I think Andrea is younger than us. She's a I baby, so isn't too. she? So yeah. see, there you go. But she's cool. I love that you think that. <laughs> oh, okay. There she is. There she is. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that that movie. So bad. Go ahead and Michael watch Keaton, it. super sexy at <laughs> that's any Michael age. Keaton peaking. Yeah. Yes. That's his best movie. That really is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. um, okay. Uh, our next, our next one. Um, okay. Society I could do like a multiplicity us... segue for pretty much every single thing on this list. <laughs> it can like, be probably good. Be productive. That's what Michael Keaton was trying to do in the movie Multiplicity. That is what he was doing. So society is telling us that we need to be productive. And it's mm-hmm. also, you know, very much coming from capitalism. So yes. fuck you, capitalism, telling us to be productive. Oh, I get to make up my own goddamn mind. If I feel inspired to be productive, then I'll go ahead and be productive is how I want to be. But I know that like this productive bullshit mm-hmm. was like hammered home by sure capitalism America. Totally. But like, also f- like my for family. what point? Oh, your family also there's like oh, meaning in that God. and yeah. and purpose and value if you're If you're if you're productive then you're going to make money and if you're okay. making money then you're of value in this family is That the is the message. that is the bullshit part of like because then what? You make money so that you could do what? Have more money to spend on so you can all, things? you know, have your bank account and be like, look how much money I have in my bank account, family. Like, Treat me and, with and respect. Like, you know, with, with certain exceptions, like I, I would ask people like how, tell me how having more in your bank account with, now the exception is when it's like meeting your basic needs and when like, but sure. if your basic needs are already met and, but like the difference between like. And who's making a million? Not your girl over here. So, but like, we're talking like the pe- the people who are, are, you know, in the rat race. They're like, is there mm-hmm. really a difference between, you know, a million and two million and three million? And I don't know, maybe some people would argue yes, but uh, okay. So what? You can buy more shoes. You can have a nicer car. Tell me how that brings at, at the end of the day, more satisfaction because uh, the same mm-hmm. problems and the same, you know, mm-hmm. Like when I worked at a low income clinic and when Mm -hmm. I worked in private practice, people in very different incomes and they had very similar problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's what's the the study? I love how we say like, just like there's studies out there, but we have, we are not actually quoting. So there's a study, Sarah, that says that once you make just over $75,000, then you're just as happy as anyone else making anything yeah. more than $75,000, yeah. which I think needs to be adjusted for inflation. It's probably more like totally. $100,000 these yeah. days because this made up study that I'm quote, quoting from midair was a while ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're, you're right. I think that eventually you make enough money and then it yeah. just sort of doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. So this is what well, I was saying in the beginning of this episode that like me and my my trips like even helped in how I feel and think about this. I experienced what happens when you are not bombarded with advertising and Mm. social media and those even like messages of like, I follow a lot of, you know, influencers. It'll be like, I don't know, cute outfits and like deals on like, that makes me feel like uh, I'm, I need to be, buying clothes or shopping or like, this isn't good enough. But when I silence that or like take that away and I don't get those messages Mm -hmm. and I get other messages of like live in the moment or whatever, it's amazing how much less I feel like I need those things that I once felt like Mm -hmm. I needed, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like watching, like flipping through advertising and Ugh, yeah, we're being affected in like yeah. very deliberate ways that we can see, and then also subconsciously just being bombarded by all these ads and marketing. Like and... Options too. There's so many mm-hmm. options. You like buy this, get this. Th- this will make you better. You'll be happier if this. Da 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 da. And like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. that. 
So a lot Not of times product, yeah, productivity leads to making more money. But also, even if it doesn't lead to making more, mo- more money, sometimes people just feel like they always need to be making or creating or doing something. And if they are producing right. something, then they are of value, yeah. um, which is not But that usually your... benefits some other big yeah. corporation. Like that's still like a capitalistic right. yeah, mindset. Like would, what if there were value in just – appreciating like the beauty around you our world would be so different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah we'd be protecting places that maybe we aren't and mm-hmm. ugh, yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it seems mm-hmm. like you know the younger generation the gen Zers, are yes. they have like a better understanding on this than we ever had uh, yeah so. i think they're they're hipper to the ways that uh we're being, I don't know, for lack of a better term, like brainwashed or like manipulated and and mm-hmm. influenced by these yeah. big companies. They'll save like, us. Mm-hmm. It's all on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe in I'll them. I'll blame them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Last one. And maybe we're going to disagree about this one. We'll see. This is also... I thought this was the one that you would think we would disagree on. I too thought, you know, but uh-huh. I... Have an argument around? for why. Okay, yeah. okay. So this one is society makes us think that it's really problematic if you're not traveling the world. Again, this is one of those like privileged ones. I guess all of these are probably privileged to a certain degree because um, yeah, it wouldn't be nice that you have the option to like travel the world. But there is a lot of pressure on it's important to travel the world in some sort of way to go study abroad, to go backpack Europe, to experience different cultures. I understand this. I get where this is coming from, but I'm not sure that this needs to be that big of a deal. What do you think? Uh, I am, believe it or not, even though I'm mm-hmm. like coming in and being like, you know, post Euro trip, Sarah's like, travel right. world, everything's great. <laughs> but I would say like, what is, what are you trying to get from those experiences? Like what do those experiences provide? Yeah. That is one way to do it. That's like the, you know, five star way to do it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what, Travel the world and have new experiences so that you can have a more open mind, meet people who are different than you, try things that are outside of your comfort zone. Um, In doing so, in meeting new people and meeting people who are different than you, we raise empathy and compassion and understanding and acceptance and tolerance of others. And I don't think you necessarily need to travel the world to accomplish those things. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the one of the most impactful experiences I had in grad school um, in my, I think it was a cultural competency class that we did a a, a cultural immersion project where we had Mm -hmm. to immerse ourselves in a culture that we were unfamiliar Mm -hmm. with. So I got Sikh culture and Sikhism. Mm -hmm. And so I went and you know talked to families and went and ate at restaurants and went Mm -hmm. to their like religious services. and, And it was so, like I, I gained so much knowledge and insight and experience and more like understanding and less of like a, a fixed narrow idea of what, you know, this person mm-hmm. was like. So I think that is why traveling the world and and like what that is is like hoping to accomplish with people, like what sure. the thing that, that you know, mm-hmm. It's the value in that. And you can do that by going to new restaurants and like, you know, try that Ethiopian restaurant in your neighborhood and, you know, try something new and different. And and maybe you'll find that like in talking to somebody who is different than you, you have more in common than you have different, which is what always happens. And Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, I think, the real value of of that. You don't have to like, there is a really funny tweet that said, Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Um, I, I saw a really funny tweet that said, um, uh, oh, it's how did they afford that trip to Europe season <laughs> on Instagram? And that is so true because I do think, yeah. I'm like, man, I can I barely know. like this is years of saving so did many you, miles. When you were on the plane, when you go on yes. any plane, Sarah, do you ever drink the coffee or the water that they serve on the plane? Have you probably? Heard about yes, this? all the time. Okay. Have you ever? Uh, so there's this uh, podcast called Search Engine, mm-hmm. and one of the episodes was "Should you drink the coffee on the plane?" Um, I'm going to spoil it for you. 
if you haven't listened to that episode, no, you should not. Okay. <laughs> the water like lives in this water tank that only has to be cleaned once a year. <gasps> it usually isn't even. Oh my cleaned. god, I won't even eat. I won't even drink out of Eli's water bottle because I if it doesn't if I'm not the one to clean yeah. it every week because I know it won't get cleaned and I am so big on that. Now, yeah, bring no, bottled water when you go on a plane and don't. Do, and they like that's they did hilarious. Studies. You think I'm drinking anything other than wine? <laughs> Come on, yeah, I mean, international. Drink, yeah, yeah, you should drink the fancy Unlimited. wine as long as they're not like making the wine in their water tank. Yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure they're not. Yeah, yeah I don't think they are. Uh, but there's some pretty gross stuff that can live in there. I didn't even know that was a thing Ooh. until I listened to that podcast episode yeah, and they that's... tested that water and it's just as bad as like hamburger water if you like squeeze oh! hamburger, like raw hamburger meat. No, nope, And sometimes nope. they find like <gasps> little eggs in the water ah! that's living. No, planes are super nasty. I'm a crazy person <laughs> with cleaning them and like I ask for like four extra hand sanitizer wipes and I'm like cleaning mm-hmm. the whole thing and every it's it's – that that thing is cleaner than I left it, or than when when I arrived when I leave, for sure. Because that shit is gross to me. That shit is gross. You're not even supposed to use the water in the bathroom to wash your hands because there's like poop particles that get into the Ew, water. Poop so you might as well just be Ugh. shoving your hand up these random people's butts, oh and it's like even cleaner, is what they say in that podcast. They don't say that. Well, actually, you know, now uh, like I points to Eli because he he said he didn't go. The whole time he was on the plane. <laughs> and and now maybe he's the smart one. He's the smart one. Like, he's the health crazy. conscious one. He's the healthy is... one. Did he wear a diaper? Yeah. Did he just no. not have to go? No. That's no, a long just, flight. Just, well, number one, he went. But like, you know. <laughs> number two, he he kept that. He pinched it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I can't do it. No. <laughs> now I won't be able to either. No. So no. think about that next time. So don't travel that. Don't travel. (laughs) And just like, yeah, open your mind in different ways. Yeah. Experience different cultures in your backyard. (laughs) Uh, Okay. That's that for this episode. Thanks for listening.